This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. <laughs> Woo. Hello. Today, we've got a couple of small news bits and an interview with the organizers behind the 1UP X Esports Tournament League Expo coming June 22nd through the 24th this summer. Then we're going to talk about Hunt Showdown. We kept calling it The Hunt. It's just Hunt Showdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. Straight I, to the point. Yeah. Uh, which uh, that hit early access on Steam last week, which is pretty sweet. Uh, before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback when you uh, send it to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out my friend Corey and his current endeavor working towards being a uh, content creator for Destiny. I know we shit on the game a lot, uh, but it is a game we all know and love. And Corey's done a really great job with his first few videos. So check out uh, his YouTube channel, which is Give Up the Ghost. I will post a link on the show notes for everybody to peep to because he could not have possibly made that more difficult to search for with his spelling <laughs> and his like alterations to the phrase give up the underscore ghost. Underscore everything. Yeah, exactly. There's underscores, there's double letters, there's a number in there. Um, it's literally... I'm, I feel like I'm looking at Matrix Code when I read the name. It's kind of ridiculous. Except uh, you've looked at it long enough to where yeah, you can understand it. Exactly. If uh, if you're a content creator of sorts, and, or if you have any projects you want to promote with us, give us a shout-out via email and uh, social media, and we'll work something out with you guys. Uh, we want to support our listeners, because our listeners help support us, so please do get a hold of us with anything you're working on, too, and uh, we'll talk about it, maybe do an interview with you as well. Uh, I was really happy to talk with Matt and Chris uh, from the 1UP X Esports uh, Tournament League. I, there's so many words, I think, I've Sorry, like I missed out on that. But uh, no, it's it's all good. It was a great interview. Uh, we'll have that in the middle of the episode. But uh, before we get to any of that, uh, Brian, you got your first solo chicken dinner in PUBG. How do you feel? It felt pretty good. Yeah, I've, I have one in each uh, in, in type each now, like type of game, each but category, all solo, first person, duo, right? Yeah, and squads. All right, now you got to hit the cheaters in third person and uh, and beat them. Yeah, I have no interest in that, honestly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that game again, um, partially just because... Because you like it. Yeah, yeah because I miss it. It's a fun game. For whatever reason. Do you only play first person? Yeah. We okay. do now, yeah. He used to just play third person, but then I think because I started playing, we all switched to first person, because yeah. I, I prefer first person. I did so. too. I have always been a big fan of first person shooters versus third person, like... Gears of War, I think, is the only third-person shooter that I ever felt was done like properly. Yeah, I don't know. The division was all right. It's fine, but I mean, it didn't really need to be third-person. I suppose. Whatever. But uh, yeah, they wanted so it to be third-person so you could see all the cool gear on your agent. Yeah, all the cool clothes you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dude, fancy. The, that's all that the content in that game is all clothing. Yeah, pretty much shorts and shitty sneakers. And yeah, whatever. It's like me. Yeah. Playing Rainbow Six, <laughs> obnoxious shorts, shorts and obnoxious Sorry. sneakers, puffy coat, puffy coat. Yeah, 
what that's it pretty much right that and hunt um Diablo 3 actually. Oh yeah, you've been killing Diablo 3 with Zach cuz season 16 started? 13. 13. Um I believe. And yeah, it's been uh it's been interesting. Right on. Like, what is the difference between seasons? Is there is You it just, start a new character yeah. seasonally and you can only play with that character with other people who started a seasonal character and you kind of level together and compete for like the top spot. Okay. Yeah, there's leaderboards and everything. And um, you can get like specific rewards. That, that's the only. So they way you throw can get like them. season-based loot. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay. Yep. Um, Interesting. At, yeah. So and all that stuff and like everything that you get during the season actually transfers to your stash at the end of the season. Okay. Because um, at the start, like it's completely separate from all your other characters. Like your season characters has its own stash and everything. Yeah, to keep everybody on the same playing field. Yeah, yep. yeah. it's a level playing field. Um, I forgot how much fun that game can be. It's like, it's so mindless most mm-hmm. of the time, but it's really fun to just like like play with Zach. Like I played with Zach and John one day, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, it was cool like just bullshitting and like before you know it, you've killed like thousands of monsters and didn't. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's nice and relaxing compared to playing PUBG and screaming at everyone. Yeah, it's Rainbow Six. It's definitely not Rainbow a Six. game you have to pay full attention to, and yeah. especially like when you're playing with Zach. Like it's literally just like like third person walking simulator. You got that Zach like, buff. Yeah, yeah, like because Zach's just like I mean I don't even know. Like I play as a monk typically, uh, which I'm disappointed in. I really need to start playing as different characters in that game. <laughs> but uh, it was like I literally just like I've. I would be changing gear around and I flip back to the game and like they're across the map. <laughs> everything's dead. And everything's dead. Yeah. And when I finally get to them, like there's all these explosions around of whatever the hell Zach had <laughs> oh, just done, I, like, or you. I don't even yeah, know what I, you guys uh, are doing. To mix things up, to have a, a new experience with the game, I I had some Blizzard money in my account still, so I bought the Necromancer pack. Sweet. And the Necromancer is just awesome. And my favorite thing is it has uh, an ability called uh, Corpse Explosion. Yeah. And every single enemy that dies drops a corpse and you can explode it. And then it causes like a chain reaction. So like there's no cool it's down like on it either. bloody mess on stage. So yeah, every, it's just like everything was blowing up. Bloody mess everywhere. Like everywhere. it was just ridiculous. It, it's so fun. It doesn't really get old. Like awesome. every once in a while. Like, it is, it's kind of laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of nice to have a game that you don't have to focus on that yeah. much, you know? And, like, if you've already played it a bunch and know the story, like, I've played that intro segment to that game, like, a thousand times at this point. Like, I'm just not even... I've played that part three times, and I well, it kind of, like, I've played it so many times and not gotten any further that I'm sick of playing that part and just don't want to play it. They've added so much to that game since it came out, and, get like, getting rid of the auction house and everything just made yeah. that game so much better. Yeah. But the, the adventure mode is, like, where it's at, because you, you have have bounties to accomplish and you get like special rewards like uh recipes for set items and legendaries and all that because the crafting is actually pretty cool in that game um yeah it's just it's fun cool totally Uh, one of there's some weird random tile sets that they've added over the years too like one of there's another thing you can do other than bounties is you can open rifts which are basically like just constant killing until you get to a certain point and then the rift boss is summoned. Mm. Like you have to like fill up this meter. Basically a horde mode kind of thing. Kind of. 
but they have a lot of weird tile sets that they added. Um, Is one there of, one that like turns one of the, all of them into Barney? The dinosaur. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> okay, good. The, the one that I was in, though, every it was called Cuddle Bear. <laughs> like everything, everything was a cuddle bear. It was just a fucking like stuffed animal. That's awesome. Enemy, and there were tons of them. There were like unicorns, I think, too. It just it reminds so- <laughs> me of when people would put like Power Rangers into Doom or right. Barney. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, your own, That's your fantastic. own skins. It's just cool I that they, too. I like that they have fun with the game, and they they like don't make it too serious with yeah. the end game content, at least. Um. Yeah, and the more I played it too, like the more I kept thinking, like, why the hell didn't Bungie take more cues from this from Diablo? Like, yeah, they're not. You they're clearly get not loot constantly in that game, but you're still always excited about it. Yeah, and in Destiny, like, they somehow took all the excitement out of getting new loot, and loot is a big part of that kind of game, whether they think so or not. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, when you still, get the same gun five times in a row and there's nothing different about it, what's the point in playing anymore? The right? Activision Blizzard slash Bungie relationship is something I would like to know more about yeah. someday. So, I don't maybe, feel like there is much of a relationship Maybe ten there. years from now when somebody writes the Destiny tell-all, we can know. Right. But. It seems that Blizzard... It, I mean, they're their own entity and they do whatever the hell they yeah. want, even though they have the Activision name attached to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, good for them because they do a good job. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Luke Smith will write the book, and we can have Webby narrate it for an <laughs> audio book that we publish on our platform. That sounds great. Yeah. So, Alex, what have you played? Uh, Nintendo put a, a Kirby Kirby uh, something. I forget what it's called. I'll look up the thing here. But the new Kirby for Switch. There's a demo up on the European eShop, which you have to have a European account on your Switch in order to get. And uh, I downloaded it, and I played it, and it feels like Kirby, and it's awesome. And it's called Kirby Star Allies. It's a four-person game. It'll basically give you four AI buddies to go through and fight everything with if you don't want to play with them. But it's not like New Super Mario Bros. in that you don't like push each other all around that's the screen. Because that's like that the worst so thing irritating. ever. Yeah, that's so. by far my least favorite Mario game I've ever played. It works better than that. But the nice thing is like, there's the sword guy that you usually absorb as Kirby, but if you have pals on your team, like you throw a heart at them to get them to join your team in the single player, essentially. Okay. And if you have those pals, you can use them to put an element on your sword, like fire or ice or water. That's sweet. And then you can interact with different things in the environment or do more damage to certain guys, and it's just it's good. It feels like Kirby. I think that comes out on the 16th or something like that. How's so. it look? Uh, it looks nice. It feels like the frame rate's a little slow, but I don't... It might just be I haven't played a game on the Switch in a while. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but it looks good. It looks good. It's not quite as visually striking as like some of the other Kirby stuff or Yoshi stuff has been as of late. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, they just kind of had two basic levels in there, and it's not. they're not going after the, like clay kirby that they did or the woolly yoshi that they did so right it just kind of looks like a kirby game and it, I'm, I'm okay with that cool it's fun um but other than that i played the moss demo yeah i checked it out too on psvr moss is a it's it's playstation vr game where you play this kind of uh larger spiritual being omniscient and, yeah and you control this little mouse in front of you 
So you're moving the mouse around like in a third-person action kind of way, but you can interact with the environment as this greater like god creature where you go and like spin a cylinder so that the the mouse can jump into it and like move to different parts and of the level. And you can do those things at the same time, yes. like which is really cool. So Ooh. you can interact with the puzzle as the omniscient being uh while you're moving the mouse to interact with it as well. So you're kind of working in like different levels it's yeah it's really interesting so it uh the game came out in full last week it's 30 dollars, and i didn't quite i wasn't sure i'd heard that it you could beat it in like an hour and a half which if you can do that for 30 dollars, that sounds kind of rough yeah so i was skeptical I can't play vr for an hour and a half straight so. <laughs> well so it I might take maybe some get time. my money's worth <laughs> but uh I wanted to try it out just so we could talk about it a little bit and people have been raving about it and I think it seems like it's very good. I mean like, even the demo is it's really good looking for a VR game. Um it, the idea is cool. It's it's kind of cute. Um I, kids would probably love it. It definitely is clearly influenced by the Brian Jacques book series, Redwall, the Redwall series, yeah. Martin the Warrior, Moss Flower, all those. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's very good fantasy book series. Gotcha. Probably one of the only series of books I've ever read because I hate reading, just like Alex <laughs> does. It's a family trait, I think. Um, we can't read. Yeah, no, we, we can't. don't know how. I'm I, as I try to read my notes at the yeah. head of every show, and I screw it up every time. <laughs> um, but it's uh, clearly influenced by that. The character's really cool. I I really liked. Uh, did you Did you get hurt by the scarabs? I did. And you healed them. Yep. Yeah, like that's a cool thing. So you take your controller and you rest it on him so your glowing orb like wraps him up. Yeah. And you hold down your buttons to grasp and it kind of like squeezes him and he heals. It doesn't like. He's Can not, you over squeeze and no, he pops? No. He doesn't, he don't there's, pop no uh, there's no of mice and men simulator <laughs> oh. to this game. <laughs> None of that. Um, but that's for all you George too. Steinbeck fans out there. Yeah, we're going deep with literature <laughs> right. today. Like super deep. Uh, and that's all that's been. It's really here. cool, and it's it's textures were really sweet. The controls were very basic, kind of hack and slash stuff. You're kind him. of yeah, like there's a little bit of combat and fighting things, and the game or the demo ends. It's a pretty brief demo, but it ends with you getting to what looks like it would be some kind of boss. Yeah, a giant boss. Yeah, hmm. but the Is it a uh, rat. It's a snake. Yeah, a huge, just like a big sense. basilisk, essentially. Because your but. little your little mouse dude is like yay big, and the snake is like the head of the snake is like probably in line with the size of your human head, like in terms of scale, like yeah. perspective. Well, a snake like, and a basilisk are not the same in my mind. Well, a Which basilisk is, is a large snake. Okay, really? Yeah. Let's. I thought it was anyway. more like a lizard, like an iguana kind of. Tune looking. in later May- for the nerdy. Maybe in your Magic the Gathering. Cards, yes, that's exactly what nerd. I was thinking of. <laughs> anyway, stun uh, basilisk. But the <laughs> <laughs> tap two. But the uh, in, also instead of com- or not in, not instead of but um, alongside the combat, you're doing kind of platformy puzzling type stuff. Where your god character is manipulating elements in the like <laughs> diorama in front of you, yeah. it's just a really cool uh, VR setup. I wanted you to play it a lot because it reminded me of the robot rescue. Kind yeah, of thing. it's it's very similar to that, uh, except for you as the viewer are stationary in each segment. Yeah. Whereas the robot rescue thing, you're moving along with him. Yeah. Um. But like, there's like stages where Moss comes in to the stage, you do stuff in it, and then he exit and exits, and then it brings you to the next yeah, part of the stage. It's, like, it's yeah. very cool. Um, 
I definitely I don't want to pay thirty dollars for it. Knowing, yeah, like just hearing that it's like an hour to an hour and a half long or whatever. I would much rather pay like maybe twenty bucks for something I'm, like that, which I'm, I know ten dollars isn't much of a stretch, but I'm tempted. But it's one of those things where it's like I don't have a ton of time right now, and I know it's going to be on sale by the yeah. time I do have time to play it. So I I'm waiting. But I if I wasn't if I had the time, and if I wasn't worried about the money, I feel like I would I would go for if it. If all for games sure. were like ten bucks, we could just buy them all when they came out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be great, except then I probably still wouldn't play any of them because I'm like, oh yeah, I bought a bunch of games, yeah, but I don't really know how I feel about them. yeah. Classic Steam sale. So problem. yeah, but yeah, Moss is cool. I'd like to check it out some more. Um, it uh, yeah, it's very similar to Robot Rescue in the in the. Yep. It seems room. cool to me, but I probably won't play it because I don't have a PSVR. No, it's cool. Well, Walmart was selling just the headset. I'm not going for to like Walmart. Giving them any of my dollars. So I hate that place. Yeah. All right. I don't even care. I'd That's spend fine. more somewhere else. Okay. Cool, man. Anyways, let's uh, hit some news. What do you say? All right. Uh, let's go over to the news segment here. John, you had a couple stories up front. Yeah, I picked all these stories out today, so I'll talk about them for the most part. Uh, Diablo on Switch is not actually happening, but this... Uh, they did... Blizzard came out and put up this post uh, on Twitter of a Diablo nightlight, and it was like flicking on and off, and the entire internet lost their minds thinking that they're going to bring Diablo to Switch. Uh, and uh, Blizzard came out and later said, uh, we're not that clever, so don't give us that much credit for coming up with an ad campaign like this. We just wanted to create some form of audience engagement, which they did. They engaged the audience. The audience clearly <laughs> wants Diablo on Switch. I so think that would be fantastic. It would be amazing. Whether it's Diablo fact, 1, I 2, or 3, or the whole collection on Switch, I think that is a set of games that would be perfect for sitting around a table yes. with your homies and playing on a Switch. And honestly, like reading the comments... Like to this not really announcement, yeah, was just amazing. Like I don't think I've ever seen so much positivity from the. I would the gaming totally, community <laughs> if they did like even a Diablo one remaster. Oh, I would buy it for I sure. Would, I would check that out. Yeah, I w- if they did Diablo one, two, or three on Switch, I would buy it for yeah. sure because it's they're just great. It's a great series of games, and the Switch is a perfect platform for that. And like one guy said. Uh, they did switch, or they did uh, Diablo one on PlayStation. So there's no reason why they couldn't do one of the Diablo well, I mean, games yeah, on the they Switch. Did Diablo three on all the consoles, and, it, yeah. and everybody else was like, "Oh, I don't know about this." And then some other guy chimes in and goes, "Yeah, but don't you guys remember this?" And shows off Nintendo 64's version of StarCraft, you know? Yeah. And like, so clearly, like Blizzard has ties to the console community, and Overwatch clearly is one of those indicators. Uh, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but they're clearly just not looking to touch it right well, now. And Diablo three did run on ps3 you know so yeah. it, it, it feels like there's it would be it would probably still take a hit but i think it would be something that they could certainly work out on the switch so, for sure um that would be cool i don't know if you remember but the original playstation diablo required a whole memory card i don't remember that there That's was a geez. full standard memory card for the playstation one. which those that memory cards good though from what i recall those yeah, memory cards were one megabyte. Yeah. They, it was they a were one super megabyte expensive. memory card, yeah. and they were like $50. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. We've come a long way. <laughs> yes, we have. Yep. All right. John, this one? Yeah, so this one's really funny. Uh, they... Who who who's doing Detroit Become Human? I don't uh, remember. Quantic Dream. Yeah, so Quantic Dream released the uh, Detroit Become Human 
artwork, box art, and the entire internet lost their minds on this, saying that it's the stupidest box art they've ever seen in their entire lives. What the hell did they do to the Renaissance Center? Well, that's the other thing. Like, a lot of people are angry (laughs) because, like, anybody who's from this area knows the Detroit skyline is very iconic, and it's it's been clipped down to basically nothing. And then, uh, what's the dude's name? Jesse Williams? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So then they also are focusing the cover on Jesse Williams, who... Uh, is not the main focus of the game. He's one of three characters that are the main focus of the game. And if, I guess and, they were like, man, you have a real nice eye. Yeah, the whole audience kind of <laughs> lost their mind. Yeah, so if you go in the comments, there's these amazing uh, reimaginations of this cover. This Eminem one in the that Twitch stream is great. fantastic. My, the Shrek one is that. my favorite. Shrek comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, the, the things the internet chooses to nitpick are... Just so funny. So good. As someone from the area, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. I don't think it's bad artwork. I've seen bad artwork elsewhere. Um, It's not the worst cover I've ever seen. Like, but but it's just not. I don't know. I don't care about this game anymore. I don't even think I'm going to pick it up. But yeah, after hearing how terrible it is to work at Quantic Dream, I don't really want to give them any of my money. But fair enough. Yeah, it kind of it makes me mad that this game is. It like has an attachment to Detroit. Yeah, I really am not interested. That but much I think in the this game. the attachment to Detroit is really it's just uh, surface level. Well, yeah, it's just I don't know. I think it's a I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played the game. It's not like know. they're gonna roll into like, hey, we're at the Loving Touch in Ferndale. And you never know. A crime is taking place. Oh, I'm Jesse Williams. So robbery, robbery down a Lafayette Coney. I was. I was in I was I was in that show Prison Break. No, which Coney Island's wasn't better? he? I don't think so. I thought he was. He was on. Uh, or no, he was Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> They're all the same. All those stupid shows at nine p.m. Yeah. on Fox or NBC. Anyways, nobody cares. Yeah, the internet cares apparently. Like I said, the inter- the things the internet like nitpicks for embraces. Just, yeah, I just don't. I don't get it. Like, what the hell is going on? the group think yeah i guess so all right uh i put this one in here playstation plus is dropping ps3 and vita games in 2019 uh just i was very upset about this this kind of sucks yeah brian's a big ps3 and vita fan even though i don't have either of those he plays though you have a playstation tv which downloads vita games yeah i always forget about that yeah i never (laughs) use it for that um but only I use it to stream my PS4 occasionally, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, I usually go in and download the games for PS3 and Vita just because they're there and they're free, and why not? It's easy to do on the app, but uh, it just kind of sucks, you know? But it's the end of the life for the Vita, probably, which, you know, that's fine. Who wants a Vita now that there's a Switch? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But, I have a Vita. I don't know why I have a Vita. Yeah, I just I, there's no reason I should have yeah. just never. Oh, I remember what you used to use it for a lot: playing Destiny while you're on the toilet, right? That's true. I mean, it no, has actually, uses. I never, I never played Destiny on it. I was using it to play Don't Starve remotely. Oh, okay. And I used it to play No Man's Sky remotely. I think it's a very nice machine, but I think uh, they made a mistake by by making it using proprietary memory. Yeah. Was the oh, main thing, well, yeah. but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, just the PSA, and uh, from going forward in like March 2019, it will only be two PlayStation 4 games will be available for PlayStation Plus. So, bummer, but it's the future. So, yeah, 
So anyways, uh, yeah. So like I said, we, Alex and I had, an, we did an interview with Matt and Chris from the one up X, uh, Esports tournament league. I always forget how many words that is. Um, <laughs> they're again. They're having an expo on June twenty second through the twenty fourth, and uh, we're going to play you that interview right now. Hey there, listeners. John and Alex here with Matt and Chris from the One Up Esports Tournament League, and they are here to chat with us about their twenty eighteen gaming expo. Welcome, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Awesome. Yeah, we're really glad to hear, hear, have you here via Skype. I'm terrible at this talking thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, we really appreciate you coming, and thanks for coming on. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, you guys had mentioned to me in our emails leading up to the interview that one of the biggest issues you've been having, uh, you've been experiencing, is that newer and younger gamers are having a difficult time figuring out exactly what sort of gaming expo you're putting on here. Why don't you give us a quick rundown of how the 1UP Tournament League works and what you're looking to accomplish with the gaming expo? Yeah, okay. So... So what it is is, uh, you know, we come from a different generation of gaming. Obviously, a lot of us grew up on Nintendo and Sega Genesis or Atari. And and, and gaming back then was, you know, you do it at home with family or your friends would come over. Where nowadays, there's a lot of networking going on and you can play online, you know, and, and esports became a thing. So, I mean, this is what we used to dream of as kids where you could uh, competitively play video games and earn some merit out of it, you know. The Wizard. Uh, yeah, Definitely, like yeah. the movie The Wizard. <laughs> For yep. sure. Yep, we all remember the end scene, and we were like <laughs> wishing we were in there playing Super Mario 3, um, I actually think and, and Alex so, might be too young for that, to be honest with you. Yeah, a little uh, bit. I, I know I'm that not. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I love Ben Savage, so or Fred Savage <laughs> yeah. and Ben Savage, well, the whole Savage Let me family, explain so. the anticipation for those of you that don't <laughs> understand. So Mario, what, that was Mario 3 that was coming out, yep. right? Yep. And, yeah. that, and that was being released in the movie. Like, you didn't know what the game was going to be like yeah. until you saw the freaking movie. So everybody had to go see the movie because we had to know what this new game was like. Yep. Yeah, right? well, I think that they didn't even know that the game existed until the movie. Right. So it, it, it was this like huge thing and a really big deal. So if you weren't around, I, I mean, I don't know. Technology is so different today. Like you get it instantly, right? So like th- something would have leaked today if they tried this right, right like a game a game today is announced and then the whole world knows instantly in this case like they were using a, a movie as the marketing uh launching pad for this particular game oh yeah. yeah and you can score games today too without even playing them yet yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah. so what we're trying to do is we want to create an event that's all-inclusive where you kind of combine the old school gamers to the new school gamers. And and also, one of the things about esports is that you can pile up thousands of people into an arena to watch um, 32 or 64 players or however many uh, battle it out for the championship. And what we want to do is create an event where everybody who shows up gets to experience this gaming immersion and and take part in what's happening you don't have to just show up to watch you know there's going to be all these things going on around you where you just kind of go up to like one thing um and and play and then go to the next one and what it is is you have all these challenges or different tournaments or competitions 
that you just walk up to and play, and then at the end of the day, you know, the winners will be announced, and you'll win prizes and trophies, and it's sort of just like a fun, a fun uh, convention type uh, expo. That's why we call it expo. You know, it's really hard to put a label on what exactly it is. It sounds it's like a, a hybrid. Yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like it's almost like. Um like a like an arcade competition sort of or or yeah. even even like a carnival of actual video games where like people can walk up and it's like kind of, it seems like a like a video game triathlon essentially yeah, yeah ex- exactly <laughs> and while we still have the theater that is going to host the normal uh esports style tournaments but then you walk into the hall and you might walk up to uh, a miss pac-man arcade machine and go for high score you know, and when yeah. your turn's over, you go up to the next thing, and we'll have like races, four player races. So you might have four like consoles lined up, and it, the object is to see who can beat the first four levels of the original Mario. And so when they say go, everybody picks up the remote and races through, and whoever does it, you know, they move on to the later part of the day where they can play off. Just all these different things happening. We'll have like the Smash Brothers tournament, the new Dragon Ball Fighter tournament um just so many things oh speed runs we're gonna do speed runs and we're bringing them out from all over the country uh that's sweet are you, are you gonna allow uh, are you gonna allow glitching in the speed runs yeah are, are, so i was well we're ask. doing super metroid okay and i don't think there's a whole lot of like glitching in there You'd be surprised, dude. Oh, if, if, yeah. there, if there's a will, there's a way, man. These, these some of these speed runners, they'll they'll find it, man. <laughs> right, it's any percent. So, you That's know, I awesome. think that yeah, it hovers around forty-five minutes to an hour kind of range if you're decent at it. For sure. So we're bringing all these people up. World champion uh, Zost. We're talking to him and trying to bring him out, and he he holds the record, I think, still. So. I That's mean, fantastic. if you've ever seen this guy on YouTube, me and my kids watch these videos, and we watch them on uh, Twitch all the time. Not him, but the other speedrunners, especially Super Metroid. Just incredible, like, the amount of skill that you have to have to to do what they do. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Not that I'm halfway decent at games, but I know I can't, I can't do that. I'm awful well, at games. I just love playing them. Like I'm the worst <laughs> video gamer in the world, and I have the worst like video game ADD. I can't focus on them at all. This your event actually sounds almost perfect for my <laughs> level of attention uh, that I'm able to give any particular task at any given time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this it sounds pretty rad. What you guys are looking to do here? I just want to three th- days. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to throw this out there. I've been trying to work on a speed run of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. And if you guys would like to implement that in any kind of way, let me know. Uh, I I still can't reliably beat the game yet since the last level turns into, like, Galaga or something weird. But So this is like the opening of the show. You just come on the stage and everybody watches you. We'll put you in like a dunk tank. We don't want to and... start with like a showstopper here. I don't <laughs> I don't want everybody to think they can just go yeah, home yeah. after after they see me totally fail at playing Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. But Exactly. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, so I kinda wanna this is Chris. Um I just wanted to cav- uh add to what Matt was for saying. Sure. Because, like, in the theater, we really wanted to gear the theater to your typical um, tournament-style event. 
But when we did the res- we started doing the research, we found one of the most difficult things for these tournaments and, and the reason that a lot of them fail is because that they don't get enough teams together that sign up to, okay. to make the tournament happen. And so what we've done with the CS uh, Counter-Strike Go uh, match is we've done that a little different. So instead of coming with your team, what you do is you you sign up as an individual. And if you've got a group of guys that want to play as well, you all sign up as individuals. And then we seed the teams um, to level the playing field. And then six weeks prior to the, the tournament starting we introduce the teams so you have six weeks to practice with your new team that's pretty rad and so yeah it adds like a whole nother level of um you know fun and and excitement to the game and and without ruining it by not having enough teams coming to the table yeah it's like it's like uh it's like beer league hockey or like beer league softball where like you get a bunch of people together some of them are friends some of them might not be uh and they all kind of get together and are put on teams for like a local chamber of commerce or whatever and uh they play and they drink and they have fun but i don't know how much drinking is going to be going on at the (laughs) expo but uh, oh there will be alcohol for those that are of age so definitely that sounds but um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so and that's the thing is we wanted to create an event that like even if you're, you know, you really enjoy playing but you don't have a group that you play with, you can still come and be part of this event. For and sure. so it was really opening it up to um gamers that that may not typically have that group of What friends. we like to do like one of the most uh one of my favorite parts about this is that when we do things our way, it means we don't have like boundaries or we're not inside somebody else's box and have to conform to their set of rules or guidelines. You know, we get to do it how we want. Right. And I think that's like uh, where a lot of the connections failing with some of the gamers is they think that, you know, because we're not playing by uh, the standards that they're used to, you know, they're not happy about what's going on. But, you know, we say give it a chance you know, it gives us the opportunity to create unique experiences that you've never, you know, you've never have have had a chance to go through. And, you know, if you go to the same tournament every Wednesday at the college campus uh, computer room, it's the same experience, the same people, you know what to expect. But, you know, if you come to one up X, you, you shake things up. Um, so, like, for example, Friday we're having a band play uh, a short concert for us. And at the same time that they're playing, we're having a Mortal Kombat tournament on stage. That just sounds so amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Because we're thinking if you're rocking out, what better game, you know, the Mortal Kombat up on the big screen, you know, it's, it's brutal and the music can get brutal. So I, that, that's kind of how I made the connection with that. And I think, you know, we've we've got a lot of feedback about what well, might be distracting. It's like, well, the point is that, you know, everybody is doing it. So it's not like, you know, anybody has a, an advantage over another person. You know, everyone gets to do it. And, and if you're not down with uh, the atmosphere that's going on while you're playing, you know, this is the type of immersion that we're bringing. It's like you don't really ever get to experience that. While, you know, we'll start with, uh, you know, we'll start with uh, some of the bands that we had in mind, not not as big, 
but maybe in a couple of years when we grow, you know, we'll be bringing out the big bands, and then uh, fans will be able to uh, really have an experience of a lifetime. I feel like anybody who's uh, playing Mortal Kombat competitively would actually um, really enjoy having some crazy ass music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you're gonna have the band literally right next to you. That's just too like cool. the, yeah, like that just sounds. The awesome. drum kit's gonna be five feet from your <laughs> console. <laughs> that poor dude's ears. <laughs> yeah. I'm a drummer, so I totally understand. <laughs> oh, right on. We uh, uh, we also were having our own in-house teams, and okay. there's 16 of them. And I mean, there's there's so many things that we're going to explore with this, and and one of them being that when you show up to play in a tournament, you representing these teams, so you get the the treatment. You know, you get the star treatment. You get to feel like a real player, a real uh, athlete. That's e awesome. athlete. Yep. And so you get the jersey. Um, you get six weeks in advance to hook up with your team. And there will be private chat rooms and Discord where you can communicate and, and practice, trade um, gamer tags. We were going to do interviews and and videos and really kind of make everybody feel like you know, they're a rock star. Kind of almost like uh, if they were like WWE in a way, you know, where they're yeah, going to come out sure. and have the music and uh, lights flashing at them when they get announced to come out. You know, I, I want people to walk away from this and, and just think like, man, like there's really something to this. You know, video gaming is more than just the couch. It's it's like a whole thing. And, and, I, and one of my favorite parts is I have like, a house full of kids and this one really hits home with me is that you know, growing up i didn't play sports not a whole lot i mean we all played like baseball and you know the regular stuff when we were like younger younger but right. but as i got a little bit older you know i wasn't playing sports and uh you know if you go see like your siblings play and you have to like watch them and they get all the attention and you know well nobody really cares if you're playing video games so you're just kind of like the lazy kid who doesn't uh, go outside, you know, <laughs> even though like gaming takes a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of skill to that. Yeah. And where any, you know, somebody can go out and learn to, uh, you know, catch a baseball and, and be pretty decent at it. But you really have to like be really skilled and have uh, good reflexes and and all of that to to do something like say these speed runs, you know, you can't just like jump in there and do that. It takes it takes some skill and like the precision that these kids have, like these younger kids playing these first person shooters, it's just amazing. Like I'm not even that good. I I, I can play Doom, and that's because it, it had auto aim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, it, I mean. You hit a little close to home there, being the kid who who you know doesn't do any sports and and plays video games and not quite getting the recognition. But and that's one of the things, like as you're saying, it's if you watch somebody play a game, unless you play that game, you don't know what they're having to do in order to really be good at it. Be good at it, yeah. I mean, if mm -hmm. you if you play video games in general, you'll recognize something, but like things like big Dota tournaments or CSGO or anything like that, like if you don't know the intricacies of like the, the skill and the strategy that they're putting into it, 
it's hard to yeah. appreciate. So so it's kind of cool for like a bunch of people that love the game to come together and they can kind of admire each other and each other's strategies and stuff like that. For sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these games today too, like I mean, it's a sensory overload. Yeah. Like when I was just talking about Doom, but I also cuz I am a Doom fan, uh went and bought the new one when it came out like probably the day of if I can remember and and I just like got uh maybe a quarter of the way through the game and had to just like put it down every few minutes because of the stress yeah you know yep. like i was sweating and stressing and my heart's beating i'm like man i i can't do this <laughs> i don't know how they do it but it's like too much for me <laughs> so i feel like we should hit some of the some of the the brass tacks here the, the things we gotta know so right now wh- where is the expo gonna be go ahead chris all right toledo Ohio. Ohio, the Stranahan Theater and Event Hall. All right, and then the dates? It's June 22nd through the 24th. Okay, and then uh, what kind of prize pools are we looking at here? Just kind of a general, what are people competing in the uh, in the esports section going to be getting, and, and what are the people that, can, that uh, go into the gaming hall? What could they potentially win? So the prize pool gets split up between because it's bracket style, and we didn't want to overcomplicate um, third and fourth place, you know, because yeah. it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Um. So we went with the top four. We'll get money prizes, and for Counter Strike, we're going for fifteen thousand prize pool. For Rocket League, uh, I believe it's twelve thousand. And then Mortal Kombat 6,000. And then at the last minute, we uh, we broke down uh, and added 6,000 to the Dragon Ball Fighters and 6,000 to the Smash Brothers. Awesome. That's awesome. That's yep. very cool. And so... Uh, and, and that's on top of um, any sponsor donated prizes, trophies, and, and other cool swag. Very cool. But that. Those those will be given away. All the swag stuff um, in the uh, Dragon Ball and Smash Brothers. That's all happening in the event hall. Uh, there's also a cosplay contest that we'll be having. Um, so you know we're we're also going to be having things for like the um, gamer. I don't know how to what what's the word here, guys? You can help me out. It's like the gamer fringes, I guess. Because like cosplay isn't necessarily all gamers like the cosplay, but cosplay is a big part in the gaming community. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got the cosplay event, and then Sunday's our family friendly event. So we've got uh, we'll have different characters going around the you know for photo ops and things like that. Um, you know, get your photo with Mario and Luigi. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, for in terms of admission, like, I know that you guys kind of have things geared towards, like, there's a spectator entry and general entry, and then also, like, you've got different packages for people that um, can get, like, yeah. three-day passes and that kind of thing. So I don't know how you want to break that down. but So kinda... what we're trying to do is... Uh, we didn't want this to be an event where you show up for one day and you've experienced it all. You know, we wanted to create three unique days. And so every day is different. There isn't, uh, there isn't anything happening on Friday that's happening on Saturday or Sunday. 
and then the same goes with Saturday and Sunday. You know, they it it's the same type of games. So like high score competitions or tournaments in the theater or um, speed runs. It's the same type, but different games and different challenges. You know, so it's it's not going to be three days of the same thing where you come in and and come on Saturday and that's all you needed. So what we did was we broke down the pricing where if you go ahead and, and buy the three day passes, um, you know, you get hooked up for that because we want you to to really like to really feel the value, you know, and, um, you know, everyone will everyone who goes ahead and gets like a three day package that's either silver, gold or elite. You know, you're going to get a shirt or a jersey. You're going to get some swag. You're going to get uh, some free beverages. You get the Hall Competition Player Pass, which allows you to play all the, the different games and challenges. Um, you get the, the best seating in the house. And then you also get um, access to our VIP Gaming Lounge, which is kind of cool because there's going to be special special features like virtual reality and you know, uh, we thought about having some uh, exclusive like beverage options and just some really cool stuff to kind of really feel like that. Uh, you know, again, you're you're living that like a day as a rock star kind of thing. Um, and then uh, the elite VIP package, you get like to be up front by the stage, and you get to um, sit on what we're calling the VIP couches. And those go in the uh, the speed run areas. So like, instead of having to stand around to watch because those games like, you know, can take an hour or longer depending on what what's happening or who's playing. But you know, you'll be able to sit down on the couches with the best view. So that's like a really cool uh, add on that we did. Um, you can do also you can get just general admission um, for one day, or you can uh, save if you get it for the three days. And then if you, you know, say your dad and you're bringing the kids and you don't plan on playing anything, then you can just get the spectator pass and that just lets you come in for a day and, you know, walk them around and you don't have to worry about nothing and you save a little bit of money that way. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. I, so on, on your website, which is oneupxesports.com, you guys have uh, all kinds of different, all the different packages outlined here, what you get with them. Uh, and you know, it's as low as 25 bucks a day, or you could go all out, get on that, uh, exclusive couch area, uh, for, for two ninety nine for the whole three, three day weekend. So that, uh, right. that looks pretty awesome. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And when you, when you see this, this, uh, the place, I really feel like people are going to be envious of the VIP ticket holders because, um, that, that upper and mezzanine area is awesome. And yeah. the VR, when you guys see the VR stuff that we have set up, like it's it's going to be pretty sick. So uh, we, we, we want to make a sure. picture of it, but pictures don't do it justice because it always makes things look further away than they are. But but when you're up in that VIP area, I mean, you have the best seat in the house. Like nothing beats it. I, I, we sat in like all the seats to to figure out where it would be, and I mean, there was no question about it. That was it. Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, so I can just run through the event hall real quick. You guys have the one quarter high score challenge with games like Tetris, Contra, Paperboy, Bubble Bobble, Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Galaga, and Xevious. 
You've got the four-player challenge races with Mega Man 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Super Mario 64, and Super Mario Brothers. There's the Battle Challenge, where you got Doom for PS4, uh, Mario Kart 8, Street Fighter 5, and Splatoon 2. And then, as you said, the speedrun competition, where you got people competing with uh, Super Metroid and Super Mario 64. So that sounds like yep. a pretty stacked uh, stacked event there. Oh, yeah. Yep, I, I personally can't wait. I might not be able to run it. <laughs> I might be too, uh, too distracted. Got the jitters, yep. Yep. Getting getting uh taken down by all the the younger kids, <laughs> right on. Who are way better than me. And we're he, also uh, right now we uh we're doing a giveaway on our Facebook right now too, where we're giving out uh, gift cards for GameStop. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I was just gonna ask you guys if you wanted to mention any of your social media outlets. Uh, if there's any particular ones you want people to pay attention to. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. now we're just kind of locking into Facebook and Instagram for okay. the time being. We do have a Discord page. And everything can be found by just uh, one up X esports. Okay. Very cool. That's awesome. No, this whole event sounds yeah. great. I mean, you guys have—is this the first big event you guys have done together, or have you done other events in the past? This this is our first gaming tournament. Okay. We've we've both done several different types of major events, but this is will be our first um, in the gaming arena, and. And that's why we we tried to really take a unique um, approach to it, because this has really been two years in the the making of going to events, checking out what's out there, figuring out you know what we can do different, what we can improve on, and uh, you know really to take it to that next level. Hence the name, the one up, you know for sure. Uh, so yeah. and and I think we've done it. No, that's awesome. I mean, everything you've described, everything we've talked about, uh, you know, via email and, uh, and, and you know, just now, uh, I think you really do that, that idea of you wanting to create a really unique event is something you've definitely, you know, you're working towards and it seems apparent to, to us, at least. I mean, I, I speak for both of us right yeah. now. <laughs> um, I, but I, I just saw the whole idea, the concept, uh, you know, and the, the inclus- uh, inclusivity, is that a word? Inclusivity? Yeah. Inclusiveness. Yeah, it is now. Inclusion. Inclusion. The whole idea of, of, of the level of inclusion that you're creating for people uh, who may not have these sorts of opportunities or, ha- you know, may not have groups of friends that they play right. competitively with. Uh, and I mean, that's like Alex and I were never big competitive game players, but we're obsessed with Rainbow Six right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and that's just one of those things where, like, you know, it's it once you find that niche of game that you want to play competitively, like, you know, you're into it and you get really sucked into it. And, and this could be a, a good uh, starting point for a lot of players, I think, to like if they if they come to this event and they check it out and they're like, I didn't realize there was a speed running challenge community. Yeah. Like there's people who do this, uh, you know, and it's a thing like they may not realize. I mean, I could imagine our our dad, Alex and I are brothers. I don't know if we mentioned that, but uh, our our dad was obsessed with Mario, Dr. Mario back oh, in the yeah. day. And like, yeah, mine too. <laughs> if, if you sat my dad down now with Dr. Mario, I guarantee he could still school that game like yeah. nobody else. And yeah. so it's one of those things wow. where like you're going to get some of these older gamers that come in and they're like, I remember playing that on my rusty old Nintendo. Right. Like, let mm-hmm. me give that a shot against one of you young yeah. whippersnappers. You don't know shit about Mario. Let me show you that first Goomba. I'll show you what's up with yeah. that first Goomba. Like, Hell yeah. So and this, that's what this we're kind of doing. 
Yeah, for sure. I think you know, I, we want to respark that nostalgia. Oh, definitely. I think you're you're definitely going to hit that mark for a lot of people, and and I think it's a really great uh, great event you guys are putting on here. And and you know we're we're glad to be you know a a, a venue for you guys, uh, an outlet for you to uh, tell people about it because I think this is something that you know like like you were describing in our emails back and forth. Like you want people to understand what what you're doing, and I think uh, you've done just that. I think it's awesome. So. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know, and you don't take like. When your kids sign up for soccer team, you know they don't get to pick their team. Right. You know, it puts them into a social environment where they, you know, make new friends and you know they train together and they they learn these core values that make a good team. And that's that's similar to what we're doing. There's a lot of awkward gamers out there. You know, no offense, but we all are like oh, that. Oh, dude, way. every gamer's awkward. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> we Alex and yeah. I sound very personable, but in public and in person, we can probably make you feel pretty awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> close yeah. talkers. Yeah, cl- yeah, close talkers. Or it's it's a it's a wonder that I've only mentioned Michael Jackson's Moonwalk. I I may I may brush so. my hand against your shoulder awkwardly <laughs> or breathe on you weird. You know, like I do weird things like that to people I like. So that's just how it works out. But that's awesome. No, yeah. definitely. I, again, I really appreciate you guys coming out. Do you have any last uh, parting words you want to throw out there? Any anything you want to say that uh, you feel hasn't been said yet? Uh, you can I sign up like- today on the website. Like, if you want to be a player, get on the website, sign up, because these we don't have a whole lot of spots. You know, there there's only how many player spots, Matt? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I will tell you that um, the spots are filling up, and we haven't even launched the ticket sales yet. Well, so 32 pl- – I'll tell you the exact number since Matt didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> 32 players for uh, Mortal Kombat. We're going to have a total of 80 players available for CSGO. Uh, and on Rocket League, it's going to be 32 adults and 16 youth. So, um, if, if you, like I said, not a whole lot of spots. They will fill up fast. So, go on the website. You can do that now. Um, and then you can go on the Stranahan and get tickets. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and just hopefully everybody supports us. You know, this is just the first step in a lot of big things that we have planned for this. So, For sure. Definitely. Well, I really want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, this uh, interview here is going to air on the next episode, which we're recording on Sunday. Uh, and we, again, really appreciate having you guys on. And uh, we hope for the best. So thanks again. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, guys. For sure. Thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed that interview. I'd like to thank Matt and Chris again for taking time to sit down with us. Uh, again, the expo is June 22nd through June 24th. Be sure to check out oneupxesports.com for more information. Uh, we played Hunt Showdown. Yes. It was. Which is an early access. An early access game Very on Steam. Early access. I would compare this. The, Brian and I coined it as a PvPVE game. <laughs> um, player versus player versus environment. Uh, it's very. It has permadeath, so when you die, you're dead. Well, let's go to the basics here. Okay. It's a first-person hunting game. First-person shooter. Shooter, hunter game <laughs> uh, where you are hunting. You, you you have a bounty, a mark that you're hunting down, but there are other there are 10 a other monster, players. to be specific. Yeah, a monster. There are 10 other players in the environment that are also hunting the same monster as you, and they're also hunting you as a player. Uh, and there are also several other zombie-like monsters around. 
This is the latest game by Crytek. It has somewhat of a Victorian type milieu, at least in terms of like older type rifles and, you know, yes. kind of a colonial America or uh, Civil War ish, somewhere in those kinds the of times. The setting is definitely like the Louisiana bayou yeah. kind of setting. And the general flow here is that I think uh, 40 people typically. Oh, there's 10. I think it's only 10. It's 10 players per environment. They okay. might change They that. might so be you can, aiming towards 40. But maybe down the line, but currently they're, they're doing 10 per round, and it can be either duos or solo. Um, and you basically, as you enter a game, you hire a hunter, and you can outfit that hunter with some new gear and stuff from the store. With the money that you get for the money you get killing f- stuff. Yeah, the game starts everybody with $666. So <laughs> Pretty cute. Yeah, definitely cute. Um, I just... This game is awesome. It's everything I wanted. Like, I saw... I don't remember where they announced this. Maybe it was E3 or something. Like, I saw... Yeah, I think it, Was it E3 or, or like the... Or no, it was the... I think it was the Game Awards. Game Awards? No, I thought it was earlier than that. I don't know. But anyways, as soon as I saw it, I added it to my wish list on uh, Steam. <clears throat> and it's been in an, it's been in a closed alpha for a very long time. Uh, yeah, it's been in production for quite a while. Uh, it wasn't originally Crytek actually developing the game, and I think it was a pretty different game overall. Yeah. So they have pivoted it into a PUBG-type game yeah and it you know if there were more people in the environment that'd be crazy i don't think i don't necessarily think they need 40 people like in in each round because i think 10 like having a few players is uh anxiety uh what's the word i'm looking for inducing inducing enough yeah it's just all right just to give everyone an idea of how i played this game today just earlier today i entered a round solo by myself I took a complete shot in the dark as to where I thought the monster was going to be, and I went to the closest extraction point. So when you kill a monster, you have to banish it to hell, and then you collect tokens from it, and you have to take those tokens to the extraction point without getting killed. If you die, you're removed from the game, you get half the amount of XP, you get half the amount of money, and you lose the character completely. If you actually make it to the extraction point, you get all the money that you earned, you get all the experience you earned, and you get an extra bounty. You get extra experience and money for bounties. Um, the thing is, when you're banishing a monster, it tells everyone yes. in the game that it's happening, and it takes yeah. a while. And so it, it makes you. And then once you actually do banish the monster and collect the token from its corpse, you have to extract. You have to extract. In Everybody doing that, knows. everyone knows where you are. Generally, the map gives you a general idea by showing a lightning bolt, like an animated lightning bolt that's happening. And other players can then hunt you down to steal your bounty from you. So today, I, again, I took a shot in the dark thinking like, okay, I think the monster's going to be on this side of the map. So what I did is I worked my way down the west side of the map all the way to the southern extraction point, which was the closest to the area that I thought the monster was going to show up. He did show up in that same area. He actually, the monster was very close to my starting point, but he was like literally like halfway down the map or whatever. So I went to the very bottom of the corner of the map where the nearest extraction point was. And as soon as I saw him banishing, I collected ammo from the surrounding buildings that was there. So I had full ammo and I hid in the woods and I waited for the two dudes to come creeping through the swamp. And I watched them creep up. They parked in the, in the brush because there was a giant brute zombie floating around the carriage, just hovering and like circling it. 
so they they couldn't extract until they killed that thing because otherwise it'll just destroy them. Those brutes take you out in like two hits. Yeah, and it takes time to extract. Yeah, it takes twenty seconds to extract. So while they were waiting in the brush, one of the guys stepped out to kind of circle around to see the brute. While he circled around, I headshotted the other dude that was still sitting in the brush, and he went down. And all of a sudden, the other dude who's circling the carriage starts panicking, and I see him looking in all directions trying to figure out where the shot came from. And he starts running around the carriage. The brute started chasing him, and as he came around the backside of the carriage, I pegged him in, in the head between two horse heads <laughs> with a headshot. Took him out. Well, I'm glad you didn't shoot a horse. It was amazing. The brute started chasing me because I was the only other thing in the area, and it knew where I was. I killed the brute. I collected both their bounties and I extracted and it was the most exhilarating experience I've had in the video game since I played Bloodborne and beat the first boss. That was amazing. (laughs) Like it was one of the best experiences I've ever had playing a game. My heart talking about it is racing right now because it was so fun. It was amazingly fun. So the, I guess the one thing that we didn't talk about, there is like a, uh, an Eagle vision, a detective view or whatever they call it, where you hold a button down and it guides you towards a clue and there's three clues that narrow down the circle. It doesn't kill you in PUBG if you're outside of the like like in PUBG, PUBG if you're outside of the, the area on the map. It, but it, it narrows down where, where the final bounty be, yeah. is. Yeah, you find three clues. Those three clues narrow down the map. You can find those. Those three clues are the same for everybody, and everybody is guided to all of them. Uh, but also, uh, you can also find the monster without. Getting any of the yeah. clues. The clues give you a lot of XP, though, if you find yeah. them. And so money. They're worth, and money. They're worth finding. But um, there's definitely... T- like, one of the games I played with John, um, we were starting to look for the clues, and then we just happened to find the dudes that were, like... Or was it... Maybe was it... Was that with you, Alex? I remember, like, we were looking for clues, and then all of a sudden we figured out that one of the enemy teams had already found the mark... And they were there. So that we wasn't went. with me. That was with me. Okay. But yeah. They, they went in the building and we circled out from the outside. And then another team of guys was coming in from like the east. And so we were trying to take care of the guys that were outside while the other guys were inside fighting the butcher. And then we both ended up just getting killed, which was. Yeah. yeah. The, the sound for the game um, is definitely designed with headphones in mind. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like pinpoint where people are. Yeah. They, they yeah. even tell you right off the bat, yeah. use, play this game with headphones for the binaural 3D sound. So. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. I mean, just all the different tactics you can use in the game. Yeah, it's like you can play like you can go in and just play a couple rounds just killing zombies and then extract without doing anything yep. to attack people if you just want to get some uh experience like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um so that's possible. There is a character level and a an yeah, account it's level. A, a bloodline blood, blood level. The character level. Okay. No, no, no. There's character level and bloodline level. The character level is for the individual hunter that you have. Oh, yeah. So the hunter's level goes up, and then when you, as your hunters complete tasks or whatever and gain experience, you then also gain your bloodline experience, which is for your is account wide. What that does is when your bloodline experience goes up and you gain levels, you start unlocking different weapons and things that that you can spend money on. Right, you can buy to outfit your new hunters with And, and everything. As far as I can tell, if a hunter dies and they're using one of those weapons you bought, you don't lose those. No, you don't lose so access to nice. them. You have to yeah. purchase them again moving yeah, forward. Really? Yeah, but you I didn't don't notice that. You don't lose access to that stuff. Yeah, um, whenever a hunter dies, you lose anything on them and you're going to lose yeah, their character okay. level too. Right. So if you if you used a hunter repeatedly through several rounds and leveled them up 
super high and then got to a particular engagement where you were then killed, you then are you you're left with nothing from that character. You have invested how many hours outfitting him and upgrading cuz the they all have upgradable points to get different st- stats like uh you know faster stamina recharge or faster sprinting speeds yeah. and things like that. So if you've invested a lot of time on a particular hunter and they die, like you lose all that. It's it's very roguelike in that sense. You still that, like, yeah, it's gone. you still get that overall level. So there is some you you retain that progress, yeah. but you do lose whatever was associated with that character, right. which, you know, and the game tracks how many zombies you've killed and how many hunters you've killed and how many times you've died and everything like that. Like that's all tallied up on the main uh, dashboard of the of the game. Um, it's it's an awesome game. It's, it's a very interesting experience. It's, I, it's been fun for me to play because I didn't play any of the division and try any of like the dark zone out or yeah. the, the extraction. Yeah, it does remind me there. of that quite a bit. But, why don't you talk about it a little bit, Brian? Um, I was just gonna say, like, I I do really enjoy it. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to what it's going to be like several months into early access because I've run into quite a few bugs that ruin the experience for me. Like uh, we tried to play one day and none of the contracts loaded properly. So we actually couldn't start a game even though yeah. we could get into the game. John was having trouble even booting it up that, the first time. Yeah, the, the first time... Actually, it was the second time, technically, because it loaded the first time, but then because I had loaded the game the first time and it had created a user folder in the local files, for some reason, every time I'd have to start the game, I'd have to go and delete that user folder, and uh, it would delete any of my user preferences that I had set up, any sort of uh, key bindings that I had arranged for myself and things like that. That is now fixed, as far as I know, because I have had zero issue loading in. That's Um, good. Carrie was playing it last night when I was over at his house and he just, it, he hadn't really played solo at all. So I was kind of walking him through like playing solo and I was like, you don't have to go after the monster. Like you can just run around and yeah. kill stuff and hunt down the clues extract, if you want and then extract. So we were kind of, we were doing that for a while and, and you know, it, and it's, it looked really good on his computer too, which he doesn't have like the most powerful computer, but it's not, uh, it's definitely not, you know, a, a cheap computer. Like it, I think he's running a Ryzen seven, or is it a five? I think it's Those Ryzen. Very Ryzen five, and he's got a, an RX five eighty in it, and it's able to run no problem on there. It looked great on his computer. It looked great on my computer. Um, but he ended up getting to the point where he found where a clue was. He got one clue, was going after a second clue, and I was like, okay, there's a little like guard tower. We were playing in one of the night scenes. He climbed up the guard tower and was kind of peeking the area to see if he could see any zombies that he could headshot while he was up there. And then and somebody some, took his head. Someone off, else right? headshotted him from the bushes. You could. We heard the guy. We could hear him walking around, and we didn't know where he was. And as Carrie like peeked around the corner, like this guy just took. Yeah, him right there out. are like, things like crows on the ground that you, as a player, can alert. And apparently, right now, they don't alert the zombies around you, but they can certainly like that is sound that other yeah, actual. They're, yeah, they're there to hear. alert players and gunfire travels very far in that map. Yeah. It gives you a pretty good idea of what direction that they're in. Um, I've had the other issue I had, like I can't run it in 1440, which drives me yeah, insane. I didn't try. So the game looks a bit blurry looking to me, but I mean, this is all like, I mean, it's early access. It's, yeah. It's it, this game came I, out seven days ago. In it, early yeah, access. It definitely loads slow, but, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it's a lot of fun though. Like I definitely want to try it out some more. Yeah, they're looking to add in things like having two different contracts per map where you can fight both the butcher and the spider. 
Yeah, I hope they expand. Um, the, the spider is too. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's, so fast. It's so it's, much faster than you think. He's any be. spider you've seen in any movie, and that is yeah, it's like that. Just All a those giant, those old B, those old B movie like you know like clay claymation spiders that are like it looks more realistic than that. The, yeah. There's day and night versions of each map yes. that you can select to go in and play. Daytime is significantly less terrifying. In yeah. a way, it makes you more susceptible to running into other players. I think it's uh, more. That's true. It keeps it keeps things more visible. Yeah, but yeah, I my first game I tried running in solo, and I found all three of the clues and ran, and I went to the butcher. And I tried to fight him, and I just got destroyed. Because I think you really got to interact with. Two I haven't people. even seen the butcher. Because every time I go for that target, it's dead before I get there. I mean, because other players have gotten it, and then I'm fighting the other players. Yeah, but the this. I don't know if it's a bug, no pun intended, but uh, the spider can't leave the environment that he's in. I don't think the bosses can. Okay, so they just stay in that. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure the butcher can't. Because the first time Brian and I ran into the spider, Brian went into the house that he yeah, was in. that was in, a mistake. And that was a mistake. He got killed instantly, <laughs> yeah. but I was able to just sit on the on the in the doorway and just hit him with rifle shots from a distance and you know throw lanterns at him and things to light him on fire. Um, which the the environment is like slightly interactive because uh, you can throw lanterns to light other things on fire around you, yeah. or if you hit any of the base zombies with a lantern directly, it kills them instantly, and anything around them also it, it gets engulfed in flames, which is cool stuff like that. There's barrels that you can blow up and things, so you kind of have the, to be a little bit aware of what's around you. Yeah, the uh, the health system is interesting too. Yeah, the health uh, is tiered in a way. So like, um, one of my characters had one fifty percent bar, and then and two 25% bars. And once you lose the 20, if it goes, you lose 25% and then it goes into the second 25%, you can then no longer heal up to the full 100%. You can only heal up to that 25% that you're left at. So naturally, at yeah, least. like it'll regenerate on its own. Right. If, if you have a part of a bar. Yeah. If you have a, a fragment of a bar, it'll go on its own. Otherwise, like you're kind of screwed, which is kind of cool because then it makes it like you, you really have to like be aware of what's going on around you and you have to pay attention like, okay, where are the zombies here? Are there any zombies that are laying down that I don't really think are going to pop up but could pop up? Uh, am I close to barrels that can explode because if another player sees them and shoots them like... Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll never see that coming kind of thing. Like The one game, like, when we were trying to stalk two other hunters, we made it, like, a point to not fire at any other enemies. We were yeah. either running around them or using just melee weapons to kill them. Which there is backstab damage, too. There's, it's like, I don't know if it's on one and a half or yeah. two and a half times damage, but when you sneak up on a zombie and you're crouching, if you're crouching, they can't really hear you at all. And as long as they don't turn around and see you, they won't see you. So you can creep up on them and backstab them and take them out really quickly and quietly. That doesn't alert any other zombies unless you're extremely close to other zombies. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a cool game. It is a really cool game. There's zombies that are covered in beehives that can send bees after you oh, that yeah. poison you. That's terrifying to run into them. Poison's um, a pain to deal with. Yeah, too. poison's yeah. a huge pain. So you can buy antidotes, but you don't unlock those until like way later in your bloodline level. Some of the hunters start with them. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's another thing we should discuss is because you have a set amount. Of, you start the game with six hundred sixty-six dollars. You have to hire these hunters and buy them in order to recruit them to use them. Uh, I don't know how many you can have total. I've had up to three in my inventory at one time. 
Um, but once you run out of money, you can then hire tier zero hunters. All hunters start at level one, but you can hire a zero level one with zero money and then build <laughs> up money as you go. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was that's I yeah. was wondering that. Yeah, I so if, if all of your hunters die off and you lose all your money, you then start with the tier zero, which has like I think I one that doesn't happen. One weapon and one consumable instead of like two oh, weapons geez. and a consumable and uh a, a, I think with what do they call the other things? Uh just uh gear or yeah. something like that. Um, so the, the tier zeros have like nothing basically, but that doesn't mean much because it's really all in how you want to play the game. You can play this game however you want. Like Alex was saying, he plays it, he played it a few times solo where he was running around and just killing zombies. You can totally do that. I set out today to hunt hunters. Like I wanted to yeah. kill other players. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, and because he I did wants that. to ruin other people's it was, fun. It was so good. It was so good. I wish I would have <laughs> recorded the problem, it. Man. I'm so pissed I didn't record it because it was so good. Um, it's a great game. It's $30 right now on Steam. I think it's worth every penny to jump in now and just have it in your library. If you don't want to play it all buggy and stuff, which it's not even that bad, personally. Um, yeah, but, I mean, with all early access, it might go back and forth a couple times. Yeah, and I, there's the opportunity. It'll never if be finished. But I think you're a elitist snob like me, it's kind of buggy. I though. think this game will be finished. I think it'll be fantastic. Uh, you can jump in. They have a public Discord channel that you can join, and oh, cool. they will tell you when they're doing server resets and update you on bugs and things like that. You can also jump in there and tell them you're having a specific bug that's happening and things like that. They have a, it's I a should very, probably try that then because I cannot find a solution to my It is a very, problem. very active community i think uh from what i'm seeing i mean there there's everyone on there is just i mean they they just introduced um voice channels for different countries so if you don't want to join a game with somebody who's you know if you want to join a game with someone who speaks your native language you can do that now instead of just jumping in with randos that are speaking russian and you can't understand them so they really did this the right way because they've been they closed alpha the game giving out keys to streamers who then kind of drummed up interest and then started slowly letting more people into it. So they really built up that community that cares about it, that a game in early access needs in order to develop into something that the people want. I feel like that's become a a more uh, popular approach. Yeah. And I I think it's a good way to go about it, honestly. Yeah. But I, I like the idea more than I like PUBG. The idea that there is some PVE to put in with the PvP. Well, that's that's why I don't think it needs 40 plus players or whatever. I mean, it'd be cool to have like a no, couple... Like, I mean, a dozen to maybe 16, to, to I think To choose to play like you could play with double the amount like 20 maybe, like would be cool. Like, like I feel like this could get to the point where if they have a big enough map like something the size of PUBG I mean, this where map, they can this have... This map is huge. Where they it's, can have several yeah. contracts running at once or like instances of contracts where you know, maybe you can only hold one or two tokens at a time but there's like four different monsters you can come and kill yeah like if they could get to the point where there's four monsters and maybe four times the amount of people in the game i think it would be pretty interesting but uh you know i think there's a lot of room for the game to grow well yeah and i mean i want to see i want to see different maps i want to see different monster types it'd be sweet if like a specific monster type was just like a huge horde of super powered zombies that are just like just chilling in a house or something you know like things like i don't know like i just 
other monsters, werewolves would be they sweet. They definitely need like, more contract types. I would I like mean, to. I don't want to hunt, hunt the spider and the butcher. And, over oh, and, and the, over and the and fact that like again. at least the current map is is very swamp based, and there's nothing lurking in the water is yeah. like kind of a letdown. Like because I find it very easy to just creep around the water and get around things that way. Because if if I if they, there was yeah, some creature need, from the black alligators that could, like, alligators, in the water too. Yeah, alligators or snakes or something that is going to come after you while you're in the water would be cool. Just other ways to make the game even more challenging to the point where I'm not going to play it. I would like to see <laughs> some mode that pays a little bit more attention to solo. Like if they could make a way so that maybe they make the monsters easier for solo people, but then give you less rewards or something like that. Because honestly, like when I tried to fight the butcher, like I didn't think there was. I don't understand how there would be anyone who would beat the well, butcher and, and solo. That's, that's kind of why I went into this maybe Zach. this latest game that I played by myself. Like I'm like I'm not going to go after the monster. I'm going to go after the players because I know I know, I know that do all the work too. Right. You know? Let them do the work. When they're done doing the work, I kill them and I take the rewards. And then I, I go home really <laughs> satisfied. I feel great. I'm still hyped on it. I'm going to go home and do some push-ups. It's awesome. Like I like really, I would I, like that's the, what you how you would like to live your real life is to just reap the benefits of somebody else's Yeah, it's work the American dream home. embodied into a game. You literally step all over everyone who does the work and you take the reward and you go home. I just would like to see them <laughs> increase the viability of playing solo. Oh, I think they yeah. will. I think this this is a, like based on the the game has a ton of lore too. Like there's a lore channel in the Discord which I haven't really I haven't dived into that too much, but it's a great game for some kind of campaign. Like it could Honestly, have it could have, have a cool campaign. Items in the map then that you can find for XP. Or I'm money. I'm sure there that'll come down the line something like that because it, this game I think because of how it's set up and what you're doing and how it plays like you could play this with a campaign that is very rewarding in and of itself. So. Yeah. Maybe the campaign gives you extra stuff when you're playing. I hope they do something with it because I think it's cool and I want to know more about the world. Like I'd like to play through a, some kind of storyline that's based in the world just to know. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. Thirty bucks. I think it's worth every penny. Uh, I highly recommend everybody check it out if you have a PC that's capable of playing it. I don't know if there's any plans for it to come to console. Uh, I'm gonna try and I, I did try to reach out to Crytek to see if they talked to me, but they didn't because nobody wants to talk to me via or social they media. Just haven't gotten around to. Maybe yet. they're busy people. Who knows? Maybe I'll try and hit them up on the Discord. They're probably very busy. I'll hit because... up one of the moderators, like yeah, you know, cool. private privately. So yeah, that's Hunt Hunt Showdown. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, so kind of a short episode uh, for anybody who's watching the Twitch stream, but it'll be a normal length episode once we throw that interview in there. Uh, again, I want to I want to thank Matt and Chris for joining us for that interview. Uh, th- again, the it is the One Up X. Where is it? One Up X Esports dot com for more information about the expo that's coming up uh, June twenty second through twenty fourth. Be sure to do that. Uh, Alex, what's going on with the network? Uh, the Alienist is still chugging along here. Uh, episode we did a recap for episode five and six last week. We put them both out on the feed because uh, I was not here the previous week and we couldn't record that weekend. But episode seven airs tomorrow on TNT. And how many are, are there? Total. There's ten total. Okay. Uh, so that's that's a limited limited engagement. series. Yeah. Okay. So it is. It it should be ten episodes. They might come back with another season some other time because there's a second book in the series. Okay. 
But uh, no, it's been quite good. It's been a great show. And I hope uh, anybody here listening to us has uh, checked it out because it's quite good. Right on. Uh, Westworld is peeking around the corner. I'm, I'm excited for it so, to return. So glad. I'm excited HBO to now. listen to Westworld FM and watch every episode each week instead of watching it all in one weekend. Yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to figure it out because I I don't really know. Uh, last last time we were kind of Nick and I were paying attention to the Reddit. Maybe we'll have only one of us pay attention to the Reddit and try to pull some punches because I feel like there's a real potential for Reddit to spoil the show like they did season one. But uh, yeah, it was still really satisfying anyway. So yeah. you should you should join us no matter what. Uh, and then yeah. The horror movie yearbook guys have kind of changed over to a little bit of a different format. They're doing kind of one movie per episode this time around, or for the next couple of weeks at least. And uh, they did the Class of 1997 Event Horizon was the one I talked about last time. Yep. And since then they did the Class of 1954 about Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Cool. Uh, pretty classic. So. Very cool. Yeah, go check those out. Right on. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, there's a lot of games coming out this month, like a lot of games coming out this month. So yep. it's going to be really hard to pick and choose. I know Gollum is coming out on PSVR. We've got Sea of Thieves coming out later. Yay. We've got Far Cry 5 coming out. I want to hit all these games at some point. So if there's any particular game you guys listening are into and want to hear about and want us to waste our money on it first, please do let us know. Send us some feedback. Hit us up on social media, whatever. Uh, but yeah, with, like again, there's a lot of games coming out. We want to hit them all, but if there's something that you want to focus on most, let us no. And a month from now, we'll be at PAX. Also yeah. true. We will be going to PAX a month from now, and we're going to do some episodes nightly, maybe, while we're there. Or maybe we'll just like record while we're there, spur of the moment, and then release like one big episode that weekend or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're really excited for that. So thanks again to everybody for listening, uh, and check back next uh, in two weeks for the next episode, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs>